0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? This is a Rocket Room production. All right,
1: what's shaking, Red Nation? It's your boy, Jeremy Brenner, here to recap another Rockets loss. This time, by only 20 points. Hey, it was a lot worse on Sunday, but the Rockets also did play the number one team in the Eastern Conference, Philadelphia 76ers, and they increased their lead over the Brooklyn Nets by winning tonight, 135. 1-15, One fifteen, the final score. I mean, when you only play with seven guys and majority of them are rookies, it's just a hard game to win. It's a hard game to win, but we did see some some highlights tonight. Um, no Christian Wood, so that meant Kelly Olynyk was the primary center tonight. He had a team high twenty-seven with eleven rebounds and eight assists, too shy of a triple-double. Then you had twenty-three and ten from KJ Martin arguably one of his better scoring outputs this season. He also had 22 off the bench from Anthony Lamb, 20 off the bench from Armani Brooks, and KPJ, 16 points in just 23 minutes of action. So, I mean, if you look at tonight, it doesn't really change a whole lot to the grand scheme of things. The season is less than two weeks away from concluding, and another season begins. I see Jake Mountford's up here. Jake, if you'd like to come up and we can... Uh, exchange pleasantries, you are more than welcome to hit that speaker request button over here on Locker Room. We are going to do a quick show tonight. Not not too long. I don't want to beat a dead horse over here, but I would like to talk about things that are maybe a little bit more important than the Rockets, like that horse race over the weekend, guys, the Kentucky Derby. I hope y'all saw it because it was definitely uh, one of my... I love the Kentucky Derby. I don't know about y'all, but I was just super enamored by it this past week. I picked Medina Spirit to win. I did. I, did. I wish I bet on it, to be honest. But uh, we did go with Medina Spirit last uh, Saturday, and we pulled out a win. And, you know, Steve Cornacki picked him on the broadcast. Y'all saw him? Steve Cornacki rolled up sleeves, all of that. Picked Medina Spirit. It was Bob Baffert's horse. Bob Baffert, the number one uh, horse trainer in the world. And here we are. This is kind of what happens when – you have a team that is not very good. You'd rather talk about horse racing, and that's that's a bit of a disappointment. But I do have Jake here, and he will likely bring some extra enthusiasm that I might be lacking in this <laughs> episode of the Dream Take. But Jake, welcome to the show as always. How are you?
2: Thanks, man. I'm, you know, I'm alright. I'm I'm as good as you probably can be after just watching that. But you know it is.
1: Yeah, anything you'd like to point out tonight, or anything that uh, maybe stood out in the wrong way tonight that you'd like to discuss?
2: Well, i I will just say that I think after this game, we do definitely deserve a high pick. <laughs> I think I think this yeah, that, game that, that just really sums it up. Yeah, but um, I think KJ Martin, for me, man he he had, he had to step up today, and he did, and I thought he was brilliant. And you know, he's he's just the whole time he played he played like four, over forty minutes, and you know, when he when you need him, he's there he's just you can only get better and it's so good to see a young guy, you know, put in his position and, you know, make good of it.
1: Yeah, you know, and the, and the thing about this uh Rockets season, especially the last uh, couple of games that we've had, you know, it's not like next next season it's not like Anthony Lamb is gonna play thirty five minutes in the, in each game or Avery Bradley's not gonna play twenty five minutes. Like this team Daquan Jeffries is not gonna be expected to play forty minutes. Like That dude is just, like, he is a G-League-plus player. Like, he's he's not – he's not – he's too good for the G-League, but he's not good enough for the NBA. And Anthony Lamb, I do feel like, is also in that boat. But, I mean, he had a good night tonight, Anthony Lamb. But, I I mean, the thing is, I think people forget, like, Sterling Brown exists, David Nawaba exists, Eric Gordon exists. Like, Eric Gordon will be be back next year. So, like, we'll have guys that will – put out a better outcome than what happened tonight. I mean, they played a fully healthy, pretty much, a fully healthy Sixers squad that is going to the playoffs, and they're going to likely be the number one seed in the playoffs. So that's, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the game. It could have gone worse. I mean, if if you want to look at it like that. But, you know, I think people, you know, realize, also Jayshon Tate didn't play tonight either. So, like, the team that showed out tonight i think did what they had to do and that's that's all that you can really that's all you can really say like they they did the best they could but it's clearly a g league plus team versus the number one team in the eastern conference
2: yeah and i think 20 uh, points is not 20 points is what you would expect kelly you know i think just proves again that he deserves the money that he could potentially get for next you know the next few seasons man he's like I said, same as KJ, he just he was there the whole game, just trying his hardest, and yeah, had a really good stat line today. So yeah, Clint for me is again has played really well.
1: Yeah. Also, no DJ Wilson tonight either. Like the Rockets are just banged up. Like it, there's nothing yeah. really else to describe it. Like it, it's it's incredible how banged up they've been, and that's going to be the case. You know, that's going to be the case for the rest of this season. But also, as we said, you know, this isn't the real season. The real season starts after this season ends. When and it's not like the
2: first time this has happened yeah. as well. I mean, like, we, we had, had all these injuries. Exactly. Yeah. This 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 has happened too many times, and you're numb to it now. Like, I I feel like you said a really good point, like, you know, a few uh, recaps back, that it's just kind of a numb season now. You don't really feel anything about it. Um, and I think these, seeing all these injuries, I think, just, you know, adds to it.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. and And that's kind of how it's felt, I guess. Every game that happens, you feel numb. Yeah. You don't necessarily feel good for a win or bad for a loss. Although the K- the the Kevin Porter you know fifty fifty burger he put up last week was was definitely very exciting, but at the same time, you know it didn't really do anything for the Rockets. It, it gave you a lot of hope, but at this point, hope is just hope is it's in inobtainable. Like you can't you can't see it. Like it's not tangible.
2: The summary of this rocket season is. Porter dropping 52 games ago and then rolling his ankle this game. Yeah. That sums up the Rockets this season pretty much, I think.
1: And at this point, like, if, if Kevin Porter wants to, you know, try to play on that ankle again, sure. Like, why not? But, I mean, at this point, like, what's going to happen? Like, they're going to, you know, some, same thing's going to happen tonight, you know? Yeah. It's it's just not going to solve anything. We're at just point read. Where it's a numbness, and, and it's tough to talk about a team that, that – you know doesn't make you feel anything it like i'd rather you know like when you're trying to do shows like this you you know having a good team gets you good accolades and gets you good responses having a bad team gets you a lot of you know you know angry responses but having a team like the rockets where at this point it's just you know numb like it's just like like ignorance is the worst thing you could do as a team yeah. If you have your fans feeling ignorant, that's a bad
2: thing. Definitely. But
1: Definitely. I'll say this: we'll we'll incorporate some fun into this though, because uh, I do want I do want this to be a fun time. Um, but my question to you, Jake, and I'll I'll tie in the horse racing to it. You had to name a racehorse after a Rockets player. <laughs> what would it be?
2: Oh, uh, that's a good question. What would you go for?
1: Ooh. Um, I would do something like,
2: like, Yauza.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Or,
1: uh, or the Bearded Bronco.
2: That's a good one. That I like that a good one. one. Yeah. That's a good one.
1: But you I got was trying to think,
2: one. I was trying to think of, like, something, uh... The Tate Wagon. Oh, I was, I was thinking of something, uh, the Tate something. Like, you know, you had the Tuck Wagon with Tucker before. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was kind of where I was leaning to. So like that. Um... Oof.
1: The chuck wagon, the the yeah. tail wagon. We should we should have KJ like, wagon wagon. Season, <laughs> We should have in the off season like a uh, a like mock horse race where we yeah. all like come up with like a a horse named after the Rockets and just like simulate the horses racing or something. Or yeah. Maybe if, if people own horses that are listening to this, you know, let's
2: have a real horse race. Why not? Well, I don't, unfortunately, so I can't be part of that. But I,
1: The thing is, every time during horse race season, I'm very much into horse races. Mm. I love it. I, I don't know if you saw it, Jake, but I don't know if you saw the Kentucky Derby this weekend, Jake. I'm sure you probably did not, but go watch it on YouTube. It's, I love the Kentucky Derby every year. That's a bucket list item for me.
2: I I definitely saw bits of it. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it's not something, you know, that I definitely, you know, watch in full. But, like, I did see bits of it, and I I do get the excitement for it. It is cool to see. And, I, you know, the fact that I saw it and watched bits of it and actually just watched it and sat there, you know, I I guess I could check it out in full. I don't see why I wouldn't.
1: Jake, I I got another speaker request up here. Any last words before I swap you out?
2: Uh, like I said, last game, just hope the season ends soon. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, and the new season will begin. Thanks so much, Exactly. Cheers, man. All right, we got Mauricio coming on up. Mauricio, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm
3: doing good. Good.
1: It's great. After a 20-point loss, that's that's a very exciting voice you have there.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I finally decided to give up on this season. I've been hoping. Now? You're giving up now? No, I gave up, like, a couple months ago. Okay, but okay. Just, I was going to say. Just, like, after
1: now, I, I kind of think that there were a couple of games in there that might want to clue you in a different direction.
3: Yeah. But is there
1: anything from tonight's game that you want to speak on that we haven't yet discussed?
3: That Kelly O'Linick deserves what he needs and hope that Kevin Porter Jr. gets healthy. Again. But, but let's kind of look at this
0: in...
1: in perspective here can kelly olenek be this kind of good for a good team like i understand that his stats his numbers look really good but he's putting up these numbers for the worst team in the league because he is the third best player on this team is there any other team where in the league where kelly olenek is the third best player no exactly and to me like i don't know like Kelly Olenek's putting up these numbers, and they might warrant a specific number, a uh, sum of money at the end of the season. But that's if you're going to be bad, and you then you can flip them to a contender at a deadline. But to me, I just I would rather go for someone younger. I, I like Kelly Olenek. I think he's been great. I, he's definitely beaten every expectation I had for him when the season began. But for me, it's just not enough.
3: I also like how KJ Martin's doing good. Like I think he if we develop him more, he could be really good in this league.
1: Yeah, you know KJ's big thing that he needs to work on is his uh is his three point shot. I think I think that's very clear. But tonight, two of four from the three point line, pretty effective. Ten of seventeen from the field for twenty three points. I think he is definitely someone, he kind of played the Jay Sean Tate role tonight. He, that's, that's kind of what he was asked to do. And he had a hard task. It was, you know, against one of the best teams in the league, obviously it's going to be a really tall task, but I think he held his own, you know, I I think there is still a lot to work with Kevin, uh, with KJ Martin. But the the good thing about it is there's time. Like he has time to develop. The Rockets can utilize that time and, and push that into the right direction. I like the fact that I think KJ Martin is going to be on the team when the Rockets are good again. I do. I think he's someone worth keeping past his initial contract. I think he might be my – okay, I'll ask you this, Mauricio. Out of Kevin Porter, Jay Sean Tate, and KJ Martin, which one of those three is your favorite find?
3: Kevin Porter. Yeah. See, yeah,
1: I well, like I like all
3: three of them, but it's hard.
1: Yeah, the fact like, the- I personally, out of those three, Jay Sean Tate's my personal favorite just because he everyone he was available to everyone for two years and still was you know didn't make it to the NBA. I don't know how that happened. Um, like, because a team could have easily taken him in 2018, stashed him in the G League for two years, and then he would have come up now and he would have been as good as he is now. But, or or maybe not, because he's not getting the, the reps that he would have, that he got overseas, that he didn't get in the States. But, um, you know, it I think it's just incredible. And I think K.J. Martin is kind of moving up that leader, that ranking for me. Because the fact that Rafael Stone has been able to find all three of those guys in the very unorthodox ways in which he was able to find those three guys. I mean, I guess K.J. was the least unorthodox because he got him through the draft but also keep in mind like he didn't play college ball he was one of the very few draft picks from this year that did not play in college so he was a bit of a a mystery and he took a chance on him with 51 and he so far is having a pick that pays off so yeah i'm i'm curious though and, and to me out of those three obviously kevin porter has the most Star potential out of the three, but I will say this Kevin Porter does there for some reason, there is still a bit of a question mark when it comes to him.
3: For me, if they had a, a, a Rising Stars game this year and next year, Kevin Porter, was have like, in it. Yeah, Kevin Porter would have been in it too. And, yeah, and
1: maybe you make KJ. a case for KJ Martin as one of the last US spots, yeah, for sure.
3: They would have made it, and then everyone would have seen their talent.
1: Absolutely. It's just, and
3: It just the, sucks that what stylist's hands been dealt with, like, the bad cards. Like yeah, how,
1: and the thing is, you can easily throw out this season. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, I wouldn't just throw out this season. Because this season has, you know... Has some weight to it. Like the Rockets, I understand they're starting a rebuild. Very weird time to start a rebuild in the middle of a season. Very odd. Like the the whole season is kind of capsized differently than I think I've ever seen a team season before. Maybe like kind of like how there was one year where the Florida Marlins were champions and then were the worst team in the league the next year. It's like on that level of catastrophe. but I do think there are some things from this year that you do have to kind of look at and and use to analyze uh, Silas and Porter and everyone. Now, would I take it with a grain of salt? I'd take it with a couple of scoops of salt, more than just a grain of salt. But I do think, uh, the thing is, what these guys need to do, they're down. They need to be able to get back up. Yes. They need to be able to get back up. And the thing is, we've seen bits and pieces during this season, in a season that's a lost season, might I add, that, you know, they've shown signs of hope. But at this point, like, these these things need to start to become – we need to start seeing some sort of success. So I guess I'll throw this at you, Mauricio. What – what would you use as a meter of success for next season? Like what would you deem a successful season next year? Let's assume we keep the draft pick. What is your what is your level of success? Like what would you deem a successful season next year if, if we have a top four pick?
3: If we make it into like the play and we're around fifth or fourth, sixth, seventh seed. That's a high those, bar or just win more games than we have just... that's a very low bar well <laughs> i don't
1: know i think for me look if if cade comes in they get a top free agent i think there will be a lot of people that think that the rockets can make it to the play in ser- the play in series but i also want to add that this rebuild is going to be very long it's not going to be next year it's not going to be the year after that it's going to be like, I would think, three or four years. Depending on the draft picks that they eventually do add and their developments, that will also play a very important role. But my guess is that it'd be about three years before we consider the Rockets to be good again. And I think yeah. if if they can... Because my thing is that Silas will get four years, regardless of how well he does or how bad he I think he's that good enough of a of a player guy. Like, I think the players like him enough to where I don't think he's going to get fired before year four, unless like things totally change within the organization. And it's very possible, but if Silas can get to year four and they are still not close to making the playoffs, that would be concerning for me, but that's year four. That's 2024. We're in 2021. So, for me, like, this rebuild is going to be long. It's going to be a long rebuild. It's going to be frustrating at times. We're going to struggle a lot. It's going to be very... Like, this is such a small speck in the whole scheme of everything. Yeah. And, and I don't think people recognize how long the road is. But you're going to find out. We're all going to find out. But Mauricio, uh, I'm about to sign off here, so I'm going to send you back, unless you have uh, one more thing to add.
3: Well, I have nothing to add, but thanks for having me.
1: Alright, for sure, Mauricio. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Alright, and that wraps up this episode of The Dream Take. Sorry it wasn't the most exciting episode that we've seen in a long time, but I do think that over the next couple of we- uh, over the next couple weeks, as the season winds down, we're going to try to incorporate some fun themes to these episodes, maybe to give us something else other than the game to talk about, you know, had I been less busy this week, I think I probably would have, you know, come up with something a little bit more creative. So I promise for you guys, the next time I'm hosting an episode of the dream Taken and of course, Mike will bring it uh, when he's hosting on Friday. Uh, then I think that'll be very, uh, I think we're, we're going to come up with cool new ways to get the, the fan base, you know, geared up again and ready for this, for the next season, the off season and yeah if you guys have any ideas though feel free to follow us at at dream shake sbn at the dream take send us a dm they're all open and we can totally um we can totally make it happen so if you guys have any show ideas you want to see uh topics you want to see you want to come up on one of our locker room shows feel free to go and do that we would be more than happy to have you Go like us on Facebook if you're over there. Michael Brown will be here over the weekend recapping the Rockets, another back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. I feel like, man, I feel like half of our games have been back-to-backs now. It's really getting annoying. I mean, tonight, you know, they had two days off in between, but this stuff's getting ridiculous. But regardless, go back on Friday and Saturday. We're not exactly sure where Friday show is going to be on Locker Room or Facebook, but Check out on Twitter and we will lead you in the right direction. Be sure to also head to the dreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets, on espionation.com for all things Rockets. You can check out our podcast. I'll post it up a little bit after this. And our game recaps, game threads, uh, analysis pieces. We're going to definitely ramp up our draft coverage here as the next offseason begins. We're really excited about the potential that this Rockets team has, it's going to be a long road, but we're going to have fun on the road ahead. Again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this episode of The Dream Take. Follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brown or Nothing Fancy, just my name, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode, and until next time, go Rockets!